Now entering Nerdist.com. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. Jackie Cation, Laurie Kilmartin. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. It's the Jackie and Laurie Show. The Jackie and Laurie Show. Hi, I'm Laurie. I'm Jackie. Well, we're recording this on Tuesday, so if there are if there, if there are, is there, if new shit has come out since then, <laughs> who, which one of our friends is going down? Uh, well, I'm not friends with him, but uh, but um, we are friends with assholes. We are f- oh, I friends with guarantee play- you. We are friends with guys that have sexually harassed comics that aren't us. I oh, guarantee sure. you. Sure, we know a lot of guys who are total assholes. Right, in the right. 80s but and none 90s. of my friends have, have yet fallen. Right. Like, I'm not friends with Dave Becky. Are you friends with Dave Becky? No. I'm <laughs> Are not, you I'm, friends with I, Louis C.K.? I say, hi, I'm fr- yeah. I say hi. I said hi to Louis. When, I say hi to Louis all the time. I don't know that I, I will now. Him. Maybe I will now. I probably hi. will. What am I going to say? Because <laughs> I also, yeah. We, uh, we, we know a lot of middle-aged, now woke men who uh, are uh, awoke from uh, decades of being semi-rapists, <laughs> right? Except for the, so, like, all the assholes that I know right now that are my right? friends are not, are assholes for other reasons. They're not rapists. Right. Like, I, I don't mean, like, good, like, I don't, you're not even my friend. Like, I don't, I mean, I don't mean, like, good friends. I mean, like, somebody where I'd have a five, ten minute conversation with, you are my friend, by the way, this is just- <laughs> But uh, someone you'd have a, a little conversation with at a comedy club, right. a, a nice interaction. What's up? How's it going? Bye. You know I what I mean? I had coffee with Laura House this morning. And Not Laura House, too. Laura House. <laughs> do you have a cold? I do. Okay, fair okay. enough. Just so people know that yeah. she's not crying. It's just, <laughs> she just has a little bit left of a cold. Yeah. So, Laura House this morning, we're having coffee, and the first thing she goes, she leans in, she goes, hey, comedy changed last week. What oh do you think? God. And I was like, we can only hope. <laughs> and then, but I've had I so know. many, I mean, how many people have said, literally, I've had four comics say to me, do you think Lily can get over this? <laughs> and I was like, A, don't care. Right. B, yeah. not going to be living check to check this guy yeah. forever. And C, maybe. Like I was talking to Stanhope last night. Stanhope right. calls me in a fury, in a drunken, <laughs> drunken fury, Doug Stanhope. Those are my favorite furies. Well, I love Doug ones. Stanhope. I do too. And here's, I mean, the thing is, so Louis C.K. Uh, likes to jerk off in front of uh, of women and and sometimes not, and, it's okay, and, yeah. and sometimes it isn't, and he can't seem to tell the difference when it's right. not. Because Laura Silverman uh, posted a thing on Twitter. She used to date oh, him she? for a little okay. while, and he was constantly saying, "I need to jerk off. You can stay or go." <laughs> like, so d- does he not? I, I have a thinking... I have a friend who he would jerk off on Skype to her, and she thought it was funny. Wow. But I just found out in the last day. So I, I thought it was like, okay, I love the fact that I'm cornering these women. Is that it too? Or is that just, or it's like, are there any eyes I can look into? Like, does he jerk off in front of a teddy bear if there's no women there? There's just um, two I, little candy well, I think, eyes? I think, well, it's clearly, Doug was like, well, it's clearly his fetish. But uh, but I think but I know and then he said that there was another younger woman comic who's probably when he says young he means forty five, and uh, who so do I that's I'd love to be forty five <laughs> again. But so he but he was saying how he wanted, and he, so anyway so he could but I did, I said to Doug he might be able to get get past this quicker. Like, he, he he could probably wait it out. Like, five years from now, no one will fucking care. But uh, he could probably get there faster if he um, if he wrote a bit about it. And, and Stanhope goes, oh, my God, I'm texting him. He's got to do a triple run. 
And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. But he, but we, Doug wants we're to We're all on the path to a redemptive tri- triple run in our lives, oh aren't God. we? I'd do a triple run if I just didn't have work. What, I, I, don't know, I, doesn't, to, I don't need redemption. I love triple. We should do a triple run together one day. Yeah, one day when I don't have other work. How about that? Uh, not yeah. today. All right. Uh, Jeez, Miss, somebody just off her Carnegie Hall appearance apparently <laughs> thinks she's going to be booked for the rest of her life. Well, uh, I'm going to ride this gravy train as long as I possibly can. But the weirdest. Okay, so so Doug is Doug calls me, and yeah. the thing about there's there's like there's Bill Maher and Jim Norton, who right. pay for it every single time. They don't have girlfriends. They have women they pay to touch themselves in front of and say, an extra hundred bucks, I'm going to jerk off into your eye or whatever they do, right? Can I tell you the difference between them? Uh, Between Jim Jim Norton and Bill Maher? Just a quick difference right off the bat is Jim Norton brings a female comic to feature for him. So Bill Maher does every single time. He doesn't hire women writers. He's always women comics open for him. Well, all right. Then I guess it's not a difference, but I just no, no, I feel like Jim. I'm Norton, not saying that they're the same person. Jim at Norton all. is an odd, in my opinion, from what I know, an odd feminist. <laughs> he's you know, no, James, but I don't feel like Bill Maher is. Uh, he's no James Inman. Do you know who's uh, even <laughs> an terrific. odder feminist? What? Is Jim James Inman? Yeah, it's uh, but so so uh, this is and this is my unsolicited with with uh, with the small amount of information I have is yeah. that I think that Bill Maher and Jim Norton get a pass on this one because they hire. It's a contract. It's a social contract. Everyone knows going in that I'm paying you whatever to right. sit in front of me and do this thing. And these yes. are hookers, right? So and Doug Stanhope is another filthy, dirty, dirty monkey of a man. And uh, I love him dearly. And uh, and he gets a pass on this because he will ask you, he, he said that he has asked women if he can jerk off in front of them, and they've said no, and he's like, that's fine. And so, because Stanhope will go crawl into a bottle, and it won't fucking matter. He takes no for an answer, and it won't matter. So, but Doug was talking about how he thought that he wanted to defend... He, him and that woman comic, the woman comic writer that I was just telling you about by a name that I didn't want to mention. Yes. So they have the same argument. And, and the guy in first class last night who talked to me for an hour and a half about comedy. Wow. First of all, you are class dropping like a motherfucker right now. Cause you know, I was in business, not first. You were in, well, so I'm in, I'm in first class. Maria and Scott are in coach. <laughs> Again, always again. When she travels with him, she has to fly coach because he doesn't get bumped up. Oh, and so she that, comes. That's to... the number one reason not to marry. To me, she made a huge mistake. And you know so did she, you. You know what she says? She says, "When I'm with the love of my life, it's always first class." <laughs> I tell myself that too. If I wasn't getting hot towels on the regular, <laughs> so she comes up to from steerage uh, to visit me, and the guy sitting next to me recognizes her. And, oh, no. and then he says, wait, why are you in coach and she's up here? Oh, my God. What? What? Why, Which, is, by the he, way, why is he up there and she's in coach? Essentially, you. that was a microcosm of my goddamn career. <laughs> that fucking guy. Oh, my that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. It's like, why would somebody else get something that you clearly do not deserve? Uh, and, oh uh, and Maria and I try to explain that it can't possibly. She gets to sit next to him. Anyway, so we're explaining to this guy who has seven rum and cokes, by the way, while I'm sitting next to him. Oh, seven. no. He got a hairy eyeball from the from the, the, the flight attendant. Yeah. Every time he would They don't one. notice those eyeballs. Uh, no, no, he noticed because he was like, I don't believe that you wanted me to have a good flight. So, <laughs> an hour and a half I talked with this oh guy. Oh, my God. And so How long, were you flying from New York to L.A.? Yeah. So, Philadelphia. So, like, so it was a five-hour oh, flight. Okay. 
Five-hour flight. And Wait, it was, New York to Philadelphia is not a five-hour flight. No, Philadelphia to L.A. Wait, you came home? I think Last night I was coming home from Philadelphia. Oh, oh sorry. Okay, go, continue. Okay, so it's a good one. It's a great story. Uh, the, <laughs> no. But the, the, whatever. But anyway, so him, this woman comic, and Doug Stanhope all had the same argument about this, which is like, it's part of the razzing. This is it's part of the it makes you hard. It gets you it teaches you how to do stand up. Women have to be sexually harassed to get to get learn how to be good at this. And I was like, we're going to have to agree to disagree. Seriously. And uh, and then I finally got the woman comic to admit this. Literally, she's Wait, a couple of years old. I don't older remember than me. who. Oh, oh, that's who you. Yeah. Uh, OK, I got gotcha. you. So literally, she says to me, why should they get it easy? There you go. And I was like. Bingo. Finally, we got to it. We get to it. It's, um, you know, I, I, because it took her 20 years to tell guys to put it away. But here's the thing, like, like you and I, uh, you know, we didn't quit stand up when it was hard like that. Mm -hmm. And we decided, okay, we're this, this is part of our life now. And we Mm -hmm. made it a part of our life to kind of deal with it. Yes. And so, so, you know, we have made accommodations. We have, you know, we have helped this happen in a way. We've worked around because it. We We've worked around it. We didn't go, fuck you, I'm not working your club. We went, okay, we I'll also work your club. We were isolated. I'm going to, yeah. No, but I'm saying we didn't say, fuck you, this is wrong. We said, okay, I'm going to get there right before the show so he can't touch me and I'm going to leave right after. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we came up with workarounds, yeah. which were beneficial to us and helped us get out of situations but we didn't did stand you really up. think it was f- beneficial the thing is is 50 no, years I, from I, now I'm not... the feminists today are going to get shit for not doing enough right but it's never enough oh it doesn't I agree. women never wait, wait, i'm not i'm taking i'm still taking i'm just explaining her rationale no, and, uh, which okay, i feel like people is, who might not understand yeah because I, I get it which is is um uh you you have to def- you you have to be defensive of yourself i guess and go um, y- y- yeah, you live a little defensively, or we have, but there's no reason for a 25 year old to have to. If right, and yes. the reason she doesn't have to is because there's other. They, Jackie, I feel attacked right now. Don't you shouldn't feel attacked because the thing is, is you know how they like, they only book one woman, right? Right. When we were in our 20s and 30s, they only booked right, one right, woman. Right, right, right. And they, and if I, and if I want to go conspiracy theory, it was I know of, you do. Look at your eyes. Come you on. guys should see her huh? eyes. Huh? They Where's Brody red. Stevens? Let me call Brody <laughs> Stevens right now. They're red and piercing. <laughs> I'm like a rabbit in the dark. So <laughs> it's a, uh, but the, I would say that because we had no support, mm-hmm. we had to learn yes. to swim. Right. Yes. Yes. And so you're like, someone says, hey, we're going to go to breakfast. You can sit on my face, Cation. And I'm like, are we going to go to breakfast? Let's just fucking go to breakfast. And then I don't, I don't say would you not speak like that in front of me? Because then I would say, well, aren't you a hothouse flower? I'm yeah. never booking you again because instead I just yes. kind of keep. And how many gigs did I get because nobody did want to fuck me? You ever think about that? You I ever do. think about that? Do you think about that? Not I you. Just, I mean me. No, no, yeah. I thought about that. I had never thought about that. Yes. Because I don't think about, I haven't thought about sexism so much in my goddamn, I don't want to. I know. I don't want to think about racism. I don't want to think about sexism. Right. You know what I want? I want adults just to be adults. Yeah. And everyone to know that they're goddamn work. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a comedy club. And that's what, that's what, uh, what's her face was saying to me. And this guy, he was like, you know, that's what comedy's like. That's what the, the civilian was saying to me. And I said, you know that this is a workplace, right? Yeah. So it shouldn't be like this. And the, and the younger women today, they have each other. Yeah, that's to, true. To at least look at and go, that was fucked up, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. And so that's why, I mean, nobody's, who, Genevieve? 
Who was it who said uh, that nobody, that all of these stories aren't coming out now just because, just because of the allure of death threats? Right. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, we're yeah. not all looking at Ford for the death threats, right? And um, it's because, and nobody's nobody's even looking for litigation. Like the, you yeah. can't you can't get Louis C.K. or whoever, yeah. or Roy Moore. You yeah. can't arrest these people. You can know that you're not alone. Yeah, that's the entire. That's yeah. the whole reason, I think. It's true. Um, but hmm. Stanhope wants to write an article about in support of Louis C.K. And I was like, you do whatever you need to do. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, you go for he it. He'll get away he with it. He did support Johnny Depp and on abuse charges. So. Well, that's because you can't light Doug Stanhope up. I like, know. if you play devil's, he is uh, arguably, I know. he wants to be that thank guy. Thank God he's a comic and not a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. And thank um, God, thank God he's barely functioning as a human. And he's, I mean, I love him dearly, but he's a, he's well, a piece it's, of work. Well, it's weird. Like, did you listen to Marin's, um, are you getting texts? Like, I'm getting no. contacted about this because I wrote this thing yeah. for New York Times. That's right. right. Did pretty and it well. was wonderful. Thank you. But um, I couldn't believe how quick you knocked it out because it was the day before and you go, hey, I might be writing a thing for the New York Times. And the next day it was out. I know it was weird. The, uh, Rachel, My sister Rachel and I were both impressed really? how, how articulate it was. Thank you. Because well, you know, it looked it, like a first draft. It's all shit. We've, it's practically a transcripts of our <laughs> podcast, right? It's all shit we've been saying. Fair enough. But Rachel Dry, who's an editor and a writer at there at the New York Times, contacted me as after it was break. It was weird. It broke on Thursday. I don't know when this time story came out. Maybe like we taped on f- at five o'clock. So maybe like four o'clock is when I stopped writing jokes and we were all just reading it going, oh, my God. Yeah. And so after the sh- like after it came out and I had so she had contacted me and said, maybe do you want to write a piece? And I need something by Did Friday. Did you have sets? I that did night? I three sets. <laughs> so, so I got back to my place and I was, I go, well, you know what? I, I think I can get something to you by Monday, but definitely not by tomorrow, one o'clock. Oh, plus I had to do book edits and stuff. And I had a <laughs> meeting with, yeah. Yeah. With you're my, a fucking superhero. We with, know. With my publisher at, t- at three in the afternoon. So, uh, so, so I go, I'm not sure if I got anything, but let me, and then like, in an hour, I'd written a thousand words. They were all over the place, but I was mm-hmm. like, okay, because she had also opened it up too, because I wasn't a Louis victim, but um, I have been a female <laughs> comic, right? So she kind of right, opened it alive. up to yes. female comicness yeah. and what happens. To, what is, she's just like, what's like to be female comic? So that was a nice round, you know, bubble to right. to to try to, fill. and it was great. Uh, thank you. And then at the same time, like almost as I was emailing her. Somebody from the Washington Post email or DM'd me and it's like, hey, I'm doing an article on females and comedy. I'm like, well, I'm I'm writing something for this woman. <laughs> and she's like, oh, she's a friend of mine. I'm like, we all know each other. Okay. Right. But so I, I gave background on that article. And then like just now she was texting me. It's going to come out. Uh, can I get some on the record stuff? And I was like, you know, I... I don't want to be already spoken on the record. Yes, I've yes. spoken and I got to use my words and I didn't have to have things weren't edited. You know what I mean? Right, right. There's no disconnect. It was you. And, I, to and the I'm page. also don't want to be a professional sexual harassment um, in comedy uh, expert. You doesn't know, pay. that's not doesn't my pay. It doesn't. It's like, comedy there... doesn't pay. This doesn't pay either. <laughs> it's it's going like, to be real the, hard to make a living. I'm not at the that. face of it. You know, I just offered my experience in that op ed. And um, the other thing is is really interesting is um, Abby Shackner, Shackner, right? She's one of the the women in the Louis C.K. article. She was okay. the one that was trying to get a writing job 
on Dana Carvey's show. And oh my during God, the phone call, the he day. started jerking off to her, jerking off during their professional phone call. This is, uh, so, again, but here's the thing. Wait, the wait, wait. workplace. Okay. So... So she had said that to the New York Times that was, you know, uh, you know, one of many things that made me not pursue comedy. And they clipped it. So it said, you know, then oh. I stopped doing comedy. And so then you get these guys going, well, wait, you if someone can jerk, you know, one phone call makes you quit. I guess you didn't like you. You you can't right. control what happens to your quotes when you give yes. them to your reporter versus yes. when you write your own thing. Right, <laughs> right, right. You know, and that's a big difference. So and I, I think and I, you chose wisely. I didn't want to have you, my. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, well, I'll put give context to something. But if the good money quote is in between two context sentences, <laughs> you pull out the money quote. Right. You know, that's an right. instinct. And if I was a reporter, I'm sure you I'd do well, the same thing. It's an instinct for us to refer to things as a money thing. <laughs> uh, because we have watched more porn inadvertently because someone well, it is put an it expression in. now. Yes. But so it's and and I and and as we were waiting for this podcast to start, I got a text from another or an email from another news organization saying, would you like to comment on the comics that haven't commented on Louis C.K.? And I'm like, wow. you mean my friends? No. no. I don't know. Uh, how you know about what? even the people I don't know? How about that? Yeah. I, how about you You genuinely have commented. You wrote a beautiful article, and then Guy Branham wrote an article, mm-hmm. and then Judy Gold wrote an article, and um, th- three other people wrote an article. Felicia wrote something Felicia, really great. That yeah. was very interesting. And um, So the, it's been tackled uh, on uh, from different angles by mm-hmm. different people, you know? Right. And and it's 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 so strange, you know, all of a sudden, our little niche of the world. It's not just comedy has been inter- of interest to people for at least five years, like intensively interested. People are intensively interested in mainstream media. And now our little niche, which is females in comedy, because we always read these comedy articles and, and you're like, yeah, but. You can say that with almost every experience. That's not the way it is for us. You're talking about Louie. You're talking about Chris Rock. You're talking about these male comics, but you're not talking about us. Mm-hmm. And But we're I'm a comedian, so I'm under the umbrella. But it's like, no, nah, that's not really how it is. That's not how it works. If now, you that they're guy. very interested in how it is. How is it? Well, <laughs> but the thing is, is they, they want to know how it is, but they actually don't want to hear the positive parts of it. They, they only want to hear the drama. Sure, of course. And you're like, you know what? It's also, you know, because what Judy Gold said about wanting to just hang out. Yeah. Yes. You just go to a hotel. Or you're in, when you're in a condo with, with another comic, at the end of the show, there's one TV in the condo. That's you it. You know, at the time, it's not, there wasn't the internet and stuff. This is the 90s. You, you fucking right. watch TV. And it wasn't even, and, and these shitty condos didn't even have that whole thing where there's a separate TV in the in the, no, in the, in the headliner not. room. Of, co- of course yeah. not. Remember that Orny Adams, Pat Oswalt story? No. Where Pat Oswalt was featuring for, it wasn't Orny. It wasn't fucking Orny. I'm sorry, Orny. Uh, uh, who was the millionaire who wasn't a millionaire who was a comic? Oh, Rick Rockwell. Rick Rockwell. So he's featuring for... Nice work. Oh, my he, God. So, uh, so he, uh, he's featuring for Rick Rockwell. Oh, God. Down San Diego. That's that so great. Yeah, no. I hope there's someone's got a playbill of that. <laughs> so Pat Oswalt and Rick Rockwell are sharing a condo. Yeah. And Rick Rockwell goes into his room yeah. and sees that he has a nicer alarm clock and takes it. He's like, a headliner gets the nicer alarm clock. Can I tell you somebody else did something like that? Who? Who was okay? He's a good friend, and it, <laughs> it was his wife who he divorced and has like fifty minutes on what what bitches, bitch she man. Is. What are you gonna do? She, he was right. So <laughs> I'm the feature. He's the headliner at um, 
it's it's a club in Denver. It's it's closed now. Oh, that that the, thing that was on Wits the End. ponies. Remember Wits, Wits End? End? Okay, yeah, I do. I remember. Talk about a, a, a club made by Costco. Go. Okay. Because <laughs> they had those frozen taquitos. Yes. So I think. <laughs> excuse me. So uh, I don't know if I've already told this one on the show, but so <laughs> I get they check in early to, to the condo earlier than I am. So they, sure. they take the headliner room. It's, right. it's a couple. And I get the feature room. Is it is it weird to people that I'm staying with a married couple? Does that sound weird? To, I don't know. That's Maybe. our life. That's, that's our life. Yeah, that's I did fine. that many times when yeah, guys yeah. brought their uh, girlfriends on their or their wives on the road. Or so, just they bring someone home. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a college moment. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Well, you know the stripper story that where that she used my toothbrush in the Tucson condo. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. I remember that. That was gross. Anyway, finish this. Okay, so, <laughs> so Aristotle you're doesn't. Good, why aren't you directing? You should direct. All right, ready, go. <laughs> um, so uh, always wanted to. Direct. So I get into my my room and there's a closet, but there's no hangers. So I just keep my clothing in little balls all over the floor the whole week. And the floor that Ew. you know has been jerked no, no. off on by no. Lu- by Louie and every every male comic. I'm just it's carpet. Sticky carpet is right. holding my my clothes all week. So then they check out before I do. And I go into their closet. 400 hangers. She, she took, all took the- my hangers. She took all the hangers. She got there. She took my hangers. Did she have a lot of clothes? Yeah. She was a flight attendant or something. I don't know. <laughs> well, Ask I mean, Robert. She I'll didn't give just, you his name. What's, uh, she, didn't t- she didn't take all the cl- hangers just to be a bitch. She took all the hangers because she needed more hangers? Yeah. But I'm she, like, you're that, not even on the bill, honey. But it also makes her an asshole because, yeah, hey, someone might need a hanger, yeah. you weirdo. Yeah. That's uh, well, that's Crazyville. Okay. Wh- and Wits End, by the way. Yeah. I fucking hated that club. John Pardon? Cooney? I like John Cooney. No, no. Did he I give you the creeps? He no, never no. gave me the creeps. Uh, Vilmos got me the gig. Oh, uh, yeah. Vilmos is my... Oh, Vilmos the, took it over. Uh, well, and Vilmos was... Uh, he also got me into Tucson. Oh. And, um, but the club he itself... He specializes in low-paying gigs. He specializes <laughs> in sea rooms all around the country. And they're good uh, rooms. But yeah. good rooms as we backpedal. Gary, find them. You're still, great. You're, I still want my rooms. Exactly. I still want to do that weekend. <laughs> I know it's... It's not great. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, money-wise. But the, yeah, uh, money, but the thing is... Money. But the yeah. room is great. Yeah. And, uh, so, but get this is they don't give you a ride from the airport at, for wit's end. They're like, oh no, the, it's too far away. Oh yeah. You're flying into Denver. You're flying to Denver. And you're like, no, airports are always far away. That's why they, they're outside of towns. Yeah. That's why they're put there. Yeah. And so like I had to have a friend in Denver who picked me up and it was a condo that I refused to stay at. So I stayed with my friend in Denver the three times I did it. Right. Wow. But the feature he said, so I took two buses, like the first time, oh he took God. two buses, and then he had to walk a half a mile to get there, and then get this. He said, we're, we're at the club together, yeah. right? And he goes, hey, will someone give me a ride back to the condo? And it's just some young New York comic, and I was like, yeah, I'll give you a ride back. I, I have my friend's minivan. And, um, and he goes, and would we be willing to stop at like a grocery store or something? There's only a liquor store by the condo. Oh so God. I had beef jerky for lunch. And I'm like, yeah. I'm oh going to burst God. into fucking tears uh, about what, what a shit life being a feature on the road is. But it's, yeah. you know, it's what it is. And, um, oh, so the last thing I'll say about Doug, Doug and Stan. It's not the last thing last... you'll say. We're still on this. Oh my God! And I, I have no idea where we're, but the, uh, but the thing is, is so I'm talking to Stanhope, and yeah. he was, and he was telling me that you know he's like this one woman, she didn't, she thought it was funny that Louis jerked off in front of her, and she doesn't want to come out about it because she's going to get eaten alive, and there's different levels of victimhood, and I was like, 
Yes, yes, there are different. Yeah, ones. and 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 he said, and why would you? Why would you like the like the club that we just heard about, mm-hmm. where um, the the club booker, who's also the owner, was like uh, offering young women comics stage time if they would send him pictures of their without their shirts on, and 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 I but have many he, thoughts on this. Well, and the and and. It's all deni- plausible deniability, too, because he could go, you know, if you said, what the fuck is your problem? He'd say, I'm just kidding, unless yeah. you wanted to. I'm just ki-. And I was like, I'm going to fucking bury him head first in the sand and paint his feet with honey because that's a f- brutal. And so but the thing is, so Doug's talking about this and I and he's and he was like, well, why would they do it if they did? And I was like, because we don't treat our own bodies like temples. You know, it's not like, and so you don't expect anyone else to treat it like uh, with any respect to. And you're like, you want to see a boob and I can get some stage time? Here, here's a boob. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, it's weird. When I I was on the text that or the DM that we got about that, and it's like, he, and the person said, some women have done it for stage. And it's like, like Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't done me, anything that bad. I mean, like, like, if somebody said, if you blow me, I'll give you a week. If they had said that in 1994, would mm-hmm. I have done it? No. But that's because I had a day job. I, if someone said, if you blow know. me, please blow me. It's our honeymoon. I went, okay. No, I, uh, but here's the thing. Like you, if you, even if a guy's presenting it as a joke and you, but there's some implied, it might actually work. The hilarity. You, you, you aren't treating yourself like a comic. He's already not treating you like a comic. He's treating you like a woman that, and this is how he treats women. But if you, and I understand if you're like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I have, there's pictures of me naked or whatever. Like maybe you don't care or maybe you're body positive or whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> but you aren't treating yourself like a comic. And that actually matters. That's actually a crime against yourself. And you are damaging your psyche when you do that. And it, it's going to. There's plenty I, of other people that will treat you yes. like a comic and it'll be shitty enough. Yeah. Like, Don't do this. We, I, I'm sure you and this I both. Is the wonderful, this is a wonderful statement, by the way. Treat yourself like a comic. Yeah. And with all the respect that that gets. Yeah. That, that should get. Yes. We both, I'm sure, I can think of women that have sort of done stuff like that. Sure. They're not in the business anymore. Well, I mean, we know a couple who are. Like? I know a couple who aren't. You know a couple who aren't? Yeah. And uh, here's my point is. Yeah. Mm. So, but who do you know that? Well, I, I disagree with that. Okay. I you mean, don't think that they, that they're body positive and. No, no, and no. I disagree with your character, putting them in that category. But, th- but they, but they strip for stuff. For comedy stuff. Oh, no, I don't know. No, no, no. That's not what you're talking about? no. Let me finish. Sorry. You keep jumping in. And um, there... (laughs) That'll happen. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But there are women that have done that, taken whatever the easy route is, whether it's it's cozying up or doing that kind of stuff, you don't really mean it. You're not actually in love with that booker. (laughs) (laughs) I know bookers are always the most handsome uh, men on the planet, but let's face it. Some of you guys are really closing your eyes when he's going down on you. Please write Um, that book. I'm not actually in love with the booker. (laughs) Uh, But what I'm, you know, and it, maybe it makes that road a little easier for a while, but it, it doesn't in the end. You know it. And you start to treat yourself like you aren't a, a as much comic. of a comic. Yeah. You know? So 
I don't know. It's it's, it's and hard I don't feel like like a, a, like a mother telling a daughter to preserve her virginity, you know, like as long as possible, like it's an, a special thing. But really, like you you don't have to help men treat you shitty. And and I know I'm a woman. I have helped men treat me shitty. That's how I know it. I'm 50, 52 now. I'm coming from this this point where where it 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 it's harmful to you and it's going to take you a while to learn to not do that. And the longer, the more energy you spend, you know, trying to write yourself after you tip yourself over is energy. You're not putting into your career or just like writing jokes, you know, yeah. if, if, you know, it, but it, now we're getting into people's psyches and their souls and their, and the damage that they haven't had treatment for or whatever. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, the, the weird thing is, is that, is I think that it's the simplest way to put it is the way you put it, which is that treat yourself. They're not treating you like a comic. Mm-hmm. Make them treat you like a comic. Yeah. And Here's the thing. Like someone like Eliza. Okay. Eliza Schlesinger, right? Mm-hmm. She puts very provocative pictures of herself on Instagram, mm-hmm. but she's doing it. Her fans love it. It's part of her career. It's mm-hmm. part of her. You know, I don't, I would never do that. Even if I had her body, I would never do that. Right. But that's part of her thing. And it's part of her version of what feminism is and body positiveness is, but it's coming from her. So right. to me, that's fine. Right. Right. It's, it's not, not my style, asking... but it's fine. But for, but but you, but showing this, those same exact pictures that Eliza might put on Instagram, showing it to a booker who jokingly says you're going to get spots, you're, you are harming yourself yeah. in the long run and you don't see it yet. Right. Maybe and you do and like you're drinking the and so like, you don't feel it, but The booker's it's like, I saw you do stand up. You were great. Are, do you have any, uh, any nice pictures of yourself you could send me and then we'll, we'll set up a date. We'll give you a weekend. That's, yeah, that's not how it goes. That's not how it goes. That's not how it should go. And uh, the worst case scenario, you sleep with the sound guy and you get no work. I, a friend <laughs> uh, of mine. Someone friend, sounds bitter, Jackie. <laughs> I didn't Fess sleep up. with the sound guy. It was, up. It was a, an idiot woman in Minneapolis slept with the sound guy mm-hmm. in the hopes to get more minute, like that he wouldn't light her at three, <laughs> three or five or something like that. I was like, Listen, it's a desperate cry for help. As much as it is a cry for help, you have to admire her dreams. You yeah. know, like. That's that's imaginative. We might be at a half hour. Are we at a half hour? Oh, Just my now. God. That's crazy. That's amazing. So, comic of the week. Sharon Houston. Sharon Houston, L.A. comic. I think Very she has funny. a new album. She just uh, has album. a new album out. Yes. So, I don't know the name of it. Do you know the name of it? No, I don't. Okay. Go look she... at Sharon Houston's thing and yeah, buy you'll... her new fucking album. Yeah. Because she's great. What's her What's her Twitter feed? At Sharon Houston? Oh, fuck. I was going to look that up. <laughs> I got distracted by It'll be in the notes. It'll okay. be in the notes. Look at Sharon Houston comedy. Yeah, so, it'll be in the notes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, look, yeah, find Sharon she's Houston. Great. She's great. Find Sharon funny. Houston. She and works she's all over delight. the place. I ran into her all the time in Los Angeles. <laughs> Hardworking lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you listen to Mar- <coughs> nope. Mark Maron's WTF? No. no. I, I was busy reading articles. It was good. Yeah, I heard it was, it was good. good. He, he asked me to listen to it before he posted it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, good. And I said it was really great. And then, and, let, and, then not, and not because he cited me in it, Did guys. He? Did he? Yes. <laughs> but it would have been great without that. Let uh, me say. I don't believe you. How about that? Uh, no. Uh, no, but here's the thing. Like, he, he acknowledged that. I mean, it's weird. You know, like, you and I and a lot of people that are like us are, you know, we're sort of on board that that women are people <laughs> that women are people but there are certain comics that are just coming around to it and mm. and coming around to 
having it's some weird. Women, some guys aren't they aren't coming around to having it. empathy for our experience right so he mm-hmm. talked about that and 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 I think he's he said in his thing I'm I there's been times when I've been ninety percent toxic in a relationship it's so he kind of. As much as somebody like that can understand what <laughs> their impact, he that's right. why I feel like he's trying really hard to. Right. But uh, I forgot that point I was going to make. But um, I, I thought it was it was good. And it, it just he also talked about uh, a time when he was a male, a, a male professor kissed him. And it was he was paralyzed, and that's another thing. Like even with the Roy Moore stuff and the why didn't they just leave the hotel room? Yeah, people. I don't know why this isn't common knowledge. People like we understand PTSD. We understand why soldiers start shooting things because they they have PTSD, right? Mm-hmm. Why can't we understand that when someone is sexually assaulted? They freeze up. They freeze because you can't believe it happened. You to can't me. believe it. You happens. can't believe it's happening. If it's a person you know really well, you're like, I'm insane, right? I'm. I've. Uh, this is I, mad. This isn't happening. I'm making this up. Like you, you were something about your brain is going to give them every excuse to make and, and give them every opportunity to pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, and that and it happens to men and women. Mm-hmm. Why do you think these spacey or um, allegations are? coming so much later why do you think all the catholic church stuff came later it happens to men and women it's the, it's a human response to sexual assault it's very common it's yeah. very rare it that somebody if you're a young boy or if you're a young yeah girl. it's incredibly rare that's maybe if you are jumped in the street and you have that fuck you punch thing that that might be, happen like right. but it, when it's someone you know it's very rare that you just attack someone you know. The first thing you do, everyone does, is go, I'm wrong. I'm misinterpreting this. Yes. And my closer for five years was about how a guy massaging me on Venice Beach mm-hmm. um, fingered me while he was massaging me. And, and I did a bit about it and about how I was like, hey, wow. that's where I keep my vagina. And then I was, and then I know that. And then so you don't funny. remember that bit. And, yes. I was, and then people wanted me to sell a T-shirt that said, "That's where I keep my <laughs> vagina," with an arrow going down. And dude, why do you turn down money like that? <laughs> well, I like to light money on fire. It's, uh, <laughs> it was because uh, I don't want to be the vagina T-shirt lady. That's why. That's was the. But what uh, if our podcast became vagina t-shirt t-shirt lady <laughs> and sexual harassment and comedy expert podcast? Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the new show, guys. It's got a new format. And uh... <laughs> well, here's the thing: like in the past couple days, two people contacted two women contacted me about a, f- an a different person. Each, yes, each has a, d- a different person. One Not of them, the same. The guy you told me, two uh, different people about that two same guy, pe- uh, or no, two no, different no. guys, two uh, two guys. Oh shit! Yeah, like I, I, part of me is like, I don't want to know this. I don't want to be the receptor of this information. No. I'm not the police. I didn't want to see those iPhone videos of uh, cops killing black people either. Uh, so sad. Too bad. So, like, the truth is, it hurts, man. It, it fucking is. hurts. Yeah, because you're just like, no, I kind of like that guy. One of them's and... a guy I don't like, and I'm, I, you know, he's a dick. I'm like. That's not a surprise. And the other one is. And I know, not only do I know him, but I know his loved ones. Yep. And I just told you another story about that guy that was uh, unfortunate. But uh, it's, uh, you know, whatever. You want to talk about um, the, the Carnegie Hall? Yes, please. Weren't you in New York for a week? I was in New York. You I did, did the Apollo. <laughs> we had shows at the Apollo. They were really fun. Conan's, um, or... My my talk. I, I, 
Your my talk, talk show, show host. <laughs> my talk show host. I don't know why I'm... I feel like I have to have the shroud of anonymity, but it seems real <laughs> gossipy if I say his name. But the um... well, every time I say anybody famous, you're like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so every time you say Conan, I'm just going to make a gesture where you I pick it up because <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Um, was on the fifth floor. <laughs> it was a lot of climbing, a lot of stairs. Um, pulley system. <laughs> pulley system. Yeah, such a cool theater. And then um, I did. By the way, my voice is recovering but but um i had it was gone i did i did so many spots and i was getting no sleep and i was really run down and my hour was on thursday friday night and i That's was right. you i were was in afraid the hour the i wasn't going to be able to do it because i couldn't <coughs> excuse me i didn't have any vocal range so every joke's coming at this tone you know it, it, it you really lose a lot of your ability to tell a joke if you're voice is squeaking at the top end and you yeah, don't yeah. have a low end too, too and people are worried about you. you right. Know? So it will affect, it Ugh. will affect their enjoyment as well. Yes. How did the so hour go? It was good. I mean, it's weird. I was, the thing I was worried about was doing the time and I did an hour and one. <laughs> <laughs> I go light me at 50. And then I was my, if I was like, I, I told myself, I'm going to pretend that if I have to get off stage at 50, I'm going to pretend that um, I thought that meant an hour. I was I came up with a lie already where I was going to blame a miscommunication of why I jumped off early, and uh, but I, I had plenty of material left when I got the light, and um, but the crowd was like they were okay. They, it felt like a lot, you know, like sometimes weekends in Manhattan are not the funnest shows. They're it's date night, it's tourist night. It's yeah. I've heard of this thing called stand up comedy. Let's go see some finally. And so <laughs> finally. So they you That's know not exactly. Yeah, but it it's it, they're not like sometimes they're not comedy fans and they don't like the darkest stuff and yeah, yeah. you know, you you have a joke with six dark tags after the second one they're they're crying and you're like, <laughs> "Oh my god, all right." So I'm cutting jokes short left and right and you know, and in in that, I mean, and that happens. And still did your time, though. Yeah, I was excited about that. I mean, it wasn't like, it, and it was weird because, and, and especially the, the stand has like cheaper shows that are like late at night, like the 1230 so, shows. And those are comedy fans who can only afford $5. Yeah. Right, and they just want to come see yeah, comedy. Yeah, they're fucking great. And right. all of a sudden, a one minute joke is six minutes long because you keep tagging <laughs> it and twirling around with it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I was hoping for that for the 10 o'clock, but you know, it was... It, 10 o'clock is a total date night show. Yeah. So it was, it was good. It was good. But it wasn't, it wasn't like revelatory. Wow, still, you're still talking about it. It you wasn't revelatory. That? We're, we're like three, four minutes into this. Oh, so. okay. Why don't you tell me, give me a two minute synopsis of being at Carnegie Hall. Let me tell you about this. Is Here's my two minute synopsis of the fact that people kept saying and were so like, oh my God, you're doing Carnegie Hall. Oh my, and literally in my goddamn face with this thing where all of a sudden I was in my head mm-hmm. so hard about oh. it that I was like, Hey, did anybody want me to do stand-up? Or did you just want me to uh, go up there and wet myself? Because you're creating this, this... I think I speak for Brian Regan when I say, I hope you did stand-up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I have this to say, is that I blame it all on you. What? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, uh, here's, here's, and here is the fascinating story, is that I went short mm-hmm. in Rochester. So I did the Brian Regan show in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. I did a Maria show in New Hampshire, Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Uh, Brian Regan, Carnegie Hall. Maria Bamford, uh, that Philadelphia. That is the craziest week I've ever heard of. Honestly, it's the craziest fucking week in the world. It's and like a, it's like I don't know how people do colleges. But here's the thing: like when you do one nighters, like say you have two nights someplace and you have two nights off in between, you're trying to get like these hundred fifty dollars, two hundred dollars, yeah. like make it a four hundred dollar week, eight hundred. Yeah, but you, you have the same problem, but they're all like amazing shows, right? 
where and everybody you're able to fill in all the dates. That's really cool, right? And they're just like, well, we're gonna need, you know, and so I Rochester, I, literally the my because I'm in my head in Carnegie Hall two days from Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. I'm already I've gone mad. Mm-hmm. I've I've this hasn't happened. I can't tell you the last time I choked. Yeah, I choked. You in choked. Rochester. I thought you just went short. I went short, but I felt like I choked because I went short, and then I didn't. But only fix afterwards, it. when you got off stage, did well, you I feel looked like at the clock choked. when I did my last joke, and I was like, "I am eight minutes." I did, was supposed to do twenty minutes, and right. I did twelve minutes. And did you just do you have another chunk you could have gone to? Yeah, I've got hours of material, uh-huh. and but I just literally the la- the last memory I have before I got on stage at Rochester was, oh, I want to make sure I do something new. So Brian knows that I'm writing. And um, he didn't even, he couldn't even watch my set. He was busy trying to get his shirt pressed. Um, he, by the way, has a brand new chunk about being OCD that is unstoppably funny. It's so funny. I didn't know that about him. Uh, nobody did. And the, it, one of the Live Nation guys it, were like, this is the first personal bit. This is the great. And I was like, no, it oh is a great bit. Oh, my God. Wow. It's a really great bit. And it's going to be even better. But how great is it that he's working on new material in front of Carnegie Hall? Oh, my God. It is a goddamn delight is yeah. what it was. And he's on that. Uh, he's on some TV show show on direct tv by the way yeah where his character just swears like a stevedore oh that's great it's called louder milk what's a stevedore uh that's uh the person who lifts boxes down by the, the oh, port oh i mean yeah. i've heard that phrase my whole life but yeah. i actually don't know what they do it's a, <laughs> and then okay so that was rochester so then i do new hampshire with maria and it's fine because yeah. uh i can uh relax screw around swear do whatever i need to do yeah and then carnegie hall happens and i'm literally just saying over and over again it's comedy it's comedy it's just comedy it's just yeah. comedy and then we're driving from the hotel the freaking Ritz Carlton, which made me laugh. Uh, I had a $67 lunch, by the way. $11 cup of coffee. That was mediocre. I was oh like, no, God. no, keep refilling it. I'm going to drink $11 <laughs> worth of coffee. And so, um, but we're, we're driving from the Ritz Carlton uh, Central Park South mm-hmm. to Carnegie Hall, mm-hmm. which is uh, three blocks. And it took us almost 15 minutes because he kept going past it. Anyway, but uh, as we go, I say to Brian, you played Carnegie Hall before, right? And he's like, no. No, I've never played Carnegie Hall. I got it mixed up with he's done Radio City Music Hall yeah. for Comedy Central. And then he did the Lincoln Center. Yeah. For, the, uh, I think, a different year for for the Comedy Festival. I guess Madison Square Garden's next, right? Uh, oh, right. And here's and uh, people are like, how is Carnegie Hall? And this is going to sound like the biggest asshole. So you won't be surprised. Asshole thing for me to say. I expect it. Exactly. I'll walk if this isn't an asshole comment. Carnegie Hall isn't made for stand up comedy. <laughs> it's not. It's not at all. No, it's made for opera. It's made for it's wow. made for chamber orchestras. Right. It's the the ceiling's too high. There's too many people on the fourth balcony, and oh. you're trying to talk to trying to tell people jokes. And granted, and by the way, I couldn't watch his set, and he couldn't watch my set. He was like, "Well, I can't get a feel of the room." They wouldn't even let me go into the main room and stand with like the docents and the ushers. Oh, really? Yeah, because of some some uh, Carnegie Hall union thing, and I was like. So wow, uh, that's what? weird. And then, uh, like all of the well, were... you know what? I'm not going to play there. Don't play there, you guys. Anyway, so, <laughs> no, but it was. I mean, it was very interesting. It was clearly very, very cool yeah. and very interesting. But it was. Um, but and, and then um, and then there were a lot of um, muckety mucks um, hanging out. It was uh, management stuff. 
Yeah, there were managers and there well, were club they owners. they could be enthusiastic. No, they were super nice. Yeah. And so, but Caroline was there who owns Caroline's. Yeah. And Brian introduces me to her and I was like, are you Caroline? Because <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, am in the part of show business that doesn't know who fucking anybody is. And she goes, yes. And, she's, and she goes, so do you work the road to me? Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yes. So we both insulted each other. <laughs> so. And then, um, and then she said, "Why don't you ever do Caroline's?" And I said, "Well, I don't even know who books it." And she said, "You just met him. His name's Lewis." Oh, you met and Lewis Miranda? I guess so. And uh, I think I've only met him once. I never was a Caroline. He, he seemed unmoved. <laughs> and uh, and then there was some late night uh, guy there who yeah. who came up to me afterwards and said, um, "The first five minutes, send me a transcript of it. You can do the show." No. And he no. said, "I do have to run it by what's his face, but." Um, you know that cool. guy? Yeah. And I said, well, I'll figure it out. So um, uh, Aristotle, showing Aristotle if he cares. He might and, not know uh, who books, who, who books yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would be, so, that'd be great. It would be exciting since I've only, I've only done that show that you work for. <laughs> <laughs> so, please don't say it. Please. Uh, please, please don't bring it up. And uh, so, uh, but it was amazing, obviously. And then the next night I did Philly and I was so relaxed and so happy that it was all over. Yeah. And um, that I just did, I did 15 new minutes in front of the Philadelphia crowd. Like tomorrow, it'll be over, but I, I'm going to, I'm only home one day and then I'm going to Bloomington, Indiana with Maria. And I just did the comedy attic myself. I'm a headliner, you guys. Uh, I close rooms as well. Anyway, so. Yes, she is. <laughs> May. I was just there in May. So I'm going to open for Maria. But luckily, I've got these 15 minutes worth of new premises. That's fucking awesome. So pretty psyched. And I told yeah. you one of the jokes and you liked it. I did like it a lot. It has, a, it has a lot of places to go. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's oh, a chunk. They, it's and, a chunk. And you know who else was at the thing was the guy who owns Governors. Oh. And John Truesdale? No, he doesn't know what he books it. Uh, I don't, uh, was, it go- was it Governor Cuom- Cuomo? Does it was Governor Governors? Cuomo was there. He owns Governors <laughs> in Levitt, Levittstown, uh, in Long Island. I'm probably saying it wrong because it's probably Levittsville. No, it's and, Levittown. Oh, is yeah. it Levittown? And, uh, but he was, so, he was really nice. And yeah. he was like, yeah, you're working my club in January. And I said, oh, yeah, that's right. And, and, then I, and it was, this was after the show. And I said, yeah. I'll be swearing. Just so you know, I'll be swearing. And <laughs> Is he putting you up out there? Yeah. When are you out there? Sometime in January. Wow. Maybe I don't know. I could che- go out che- there. Check we my could... schedule. Would you like to guess it? <laughs> yeah. Of course you would. No, but I mean, um, yeah, well. The, this is the last time you said, oh, can I come? Then all of a sudden there were four sets that you went to instead of coming <laughs> to see me at Carnegie Hall, if I remember correctly. <laughs> and uh, I did. I had. Hold on. Let me. I, well, I had six spots on. Oh, so if I lose my Saturday? voice on Friday. Yeah. And and then Saturday rolls around. I have six spots that night. And oh, I, my God. And I'm, I'm like, first, I, I spent a lot of time writing this Louis thing. I ha- had to finish up a bunch of stuff with my, I'm, I'm, t- I'm spent. I'm like, I achieved all my, I had so many things to do this week. In addition to just working on a, a TV show all week. Right, right. right. And so I, I'm Comedic like. superhero, Lori, come on. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, got it all done. And, uh, and now I have six spots and, uh, you know, and I can't talk like it hurts to talk and I'm just throwing tea and honey down my throat. So you don't give away those spots. No, <laughs> but I thought, okay, first of all, cause one of them was at Gina Savage's new club in, uh, the West side comedy club. Okay? Oh yeah. So she has a new club. Yeah. We'll talk later. Yeah. Yeah. So 
she had also given me one on Monday, and I had to cancel the Monday because I accidentally booked two spots at the same time, and I had oh, okay. to, hers was second, so I canceled hers. So I'm like, I can't, you know, I'm like, I can't cancel Gina's again. So I'm yeah, going to yeah. do Gina's. So so all of a sudden, I'm going to call five other clubs and say I can't work tonight, and then someone hears I did Gina's spot. No, so I'm like, it's all <laughs> or nothing. So I just I I made a sign that said horse protecting my voice six spots, and I just held it up when people wanted to talk to me, mm-hmm. and um. And then I just croaked and squeaked my way through Your six day. shows. And, and, then, oh, right. and then the next day, the next day I was truly done. Right. And uh, then I had a business class flight back to New York because I'm That's still, right. on, the, the still on the Writers Guild. And I got, it was a lay down flight, you know, mm-hmm. it was nice. And I had a, a lady next to me who didn't say a fucking word to me. It was great. Amen. Mm-hmm. I have this to say. The Ritz-Carlton has a bathroom scale in the bathroom. No. Fuck you. Yes. I don't own a scale. I don't own a scale. I haven't weighed myself in a, you know what? Of three years. I weighed That's myself. That's harassment. And it feels like a sexual Somebody harassment. interview the Ritz-Carlton. Oh, did I tell you that I heard two different comics do... Uh, the version of women are always whipping out their feelings without my consent. Did you hear that bullshit? I haven't. Oh, I'm going to fucking knife somebody in their sleep. I'm like, I, no, mean, I see a, that you're being good, hilarious, good but, premise, but it's hacky. But it's, I mean, it's, I mean, yeah. once you, like the second time in a day that I you know. hear that, you're like, oh, oh, that's covered. You're, you're gonna, good. Here's the thing. You're going to need some real fucking good tags. For that to you be better, to yeah, stand that better, they better really, really get to write something from I to, there. I never say no to a premise. You never know what gold is. That's buried, joke but, machine. There, but. That's the rule of joke machine. So, but uh, that one, uh, I got any number of rules. <laughs> it's uh, I'm always on. I got one rule. I'm always on the side of the comic, unless it's Bobby Slayton. Um, <laughs> we all I'm, have one that we're not on the side of. I'm, I'm always, on the side of Bobby. Right? Because they always you get would things be. wrong. Here's the thing: you like, would be on the side was, of Bobby. There is a. Um, <laughs> there was a the page six did it like oh chris rock is uh talking about you know sexual harassment and he, and he it, was four what well he, his what was their his transcription of his bit was that he was like you just can't hire women which isn't i'm like that doesn't sound like it's not a joke so that i don't think that's like chris his rock, bit actually it may it may be whenever chris rock is sex in my wait let me just just say this is whenever chris rock is, se- is sexist it's sexist it's always inadvertent it is he is not that guy Right. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, I, I can I can see that. Um, but the other thing is, is you, comics, we have to work shit out. And for Chris Rock or anybody, it's not a done joke until it's on television or on a CD or on a True. special. Up until then, you're fucking around. You're trying to figure th- stuff out. You you push you push all the way out to the boundary and see where their laughs are. And if there's nothing, you you know, humiliated, crawl back to your original <laughs> premise. But I will but say, I mean, yeah. you, you, that's what you do. So you, you can't, you can't be transcribing someone fucking around on a Tuesday night at the cellar doing new shit, you know? Right. Cause they might say something horrifying. That's but what the does thing suck is... about being famous is you can't, you oh. can't bomb without it being news, you know, and you can't bomb with that. Ba- you need to be able to go up with your bad ideas. You'll have 10 bad ideas and two good ones, but you don't know which ones are the good ones. Cause you have a blind spot. Cause everyone does until you're up on stage. Yeah. But I don't think that, I think that, um, but, but, and I will, but I'll defend this, which is the fact that with, uh, with all com- comedians, mm-hmm. in my opinion, you can't hide the person that you are. True. The the um if if you're shitty, homophobic, anti you know, 
trans people are the worst yeah. joke is the premise that you go to. Right. That's you making that conscious choice. And I'm like, oh, then you're kind of that guy. I, you want to yeah. lie to me and tell me that you're not that guy? You can do it, but you're doing a shitty job of it uh, in, in, in this Yeah, premise. when it's on your Netflix special, you meant it. Right, when okay. is it, or, or when it's in your weird Take 5 movie. Did you ever see Take 5 for Top five, 5 or Top I 5? I didn't because once there's more than four comics on a movie and I'm not one of them, <laughs> I'm not seeing your fucking movie, okay? You Why can either cast me or expect to not get my dollars. Well. Uh, I went and saw it inadvertently. Yeah. It's not something I would have ever gone to see on purpose. I have yeah. no idea why I was there. And yeah. there's this horrible scene in it where um, Rosario Dawson, Dawson yeah. uh, has her boyfriend. And this is before, afterwards, it's implied that he's gay mm-hmm. afterwards mm-hmm. and that he probably liked it. Mm-hmm. But the scene itself, she... um butt rapes him with a tampon with a hot sauce on it. We've all done that. The riffing. The riffing. (laughs) (laughs) Did you you notice the horrible response to the riffing? (laughs) It's just such a fucking weird scene in the middle of a mediocre movie. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, it was just a... The movie itself, like, there were some very funny scenes in it, Mm -hmm. but they were mostly... Rosario Dawson, by the way, was the only one who was acting in it. Everyone else were comics, and they were just saying words out loud. I saw a girl's trip on the way home. What's that? Tiffany Haddish is in it. She's so funny. I hear she steals it, right? Oh, my. She did. I couldn't she, remember the name of the movie, yes, but I remember she stole it. Was, it. Uh, burglary. Complete burglary. 100% <laughs> robbery. Took Police it on the arches. <laughs> exactly. You're nasty. I, I can't. I'll never say the word nasty again. Without saying, nasty bloodline. Nasty. Bl- oh, my God. It's so great. She's All great. Right. And what's the name of it again? Girl's Trip. Girl's Trip. Um, yeah. So, That's... you know, who knows what, what things are going to come out. I, I know... I think Washington Post is doing an article on women in comedy. For? For Washington Post. You can only hope it's for women in comedy. Oh, right. Not against. And um, <laughs> Let's go with that. But it seems like every it's by the time this drops, there's going to be more revelations about other people. Yeah. It's so it weird to have the national spotlight on a huge corner of your life, isn't it? It feels yeah. strange. It feels, it feels strange, except for that... Uh, I see that spotlight and I'm like, what are you hiding behind this spotlight? Like what, what Russian bullshit is going on so that we're going to we're going to pay attention to Roy Moore and we're going to pay attention to Louis C.K. And uh, are there, Dude, are there all, people drilling in Yosemite? It all matters. It all matters. But is, uh, you know, like what what is is there a way that Steve Bannon is somehow using this as a way to deport a train load of Muslims? He's not that smart. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, by the way. <laughs> our our business is there's club owners run our business, and and it, it's a dirty. It's always been a dirty business owning a nightclub, and there are some filthy people in it. And it like it, it, part of me is like, or, you know, it's almost like you're taking we're taking down all of them. Will there be any comedy clubs left? Yeah. Where will there be places for us to work? Well, now how am I supposed to work that? The, I can't work I those know. two clubs now. Those and are those two are, really good rooms. They're great rooms run by, by a monster, an idiot. If, that, if this is all correct, right? Well, and, and there's he, emails with him asking and then kidding and then asking but kidding. Is he kidding? But he's not asking. Send me a picture of your nipple. And he's an idiot. But you're just like, and he's gross and he's a creep. But the thing is, is and then there's the other allegations that are right. much more serious. Now, the, it, but I was thinking about that. I was thinking about the club owners who I know who are genuine creeps. Yeah. Then I'm like, well, at least I don't go in. 
that guy who used to own Harvey's. I never wanted to work oh, Barry for that Colin. guy. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, but all, all I remember is hearing that he was a creep, and I was like, oh, then I'm good. I don't need to work for – I'll go figure I'd, – I'd rather do a series of one-nighters in sports bars in the Dakotas than go work – And because the guy who owns the sports bar, I'm probably not even going to meet him on a Thursday. Right. Here's the thing, though, and some people are creeps to other – some people and not to others. That's like true. Like you and I, we both both have worked the room where this guy's alligator – Yep. I've never – I never got that vibe even, and you didn't either. Nope. But we're female headliners, so we're in a position of power versus a female open micers in the same town no who are not and like i never got a barry was always cheap like pathologically <laughs> cheap but i never got a like anything beyond that that's a different that's a different kind of club owner right than well, a creep a right. sex creep right, and they, they, the guy can be cheap and a sex creep that's those are the worst right right well and but, you know i mean these are these are guys who think that they own strip clubs and they think that they own that that everybody who works like i remember and this, you know, the scar on my finger. Yes, is, I see it now. You see it now. It looks like a zipper, and it's because I punched a framed um, poster, mm-hmm. and always framed with glass. It cuts down on the glare, you guys. <laughs> anyway, so the the glass rained down and cut my hand, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've told the story before, but it was like I didn't do the audition. Still mad, didn't get the set. Tried to wrap a T-shirt around my hand and say, "Can I go up next?" Anyway, and they said, oh, no, yeah. you're going to the hospital. going to get six stitches. Ooh. And so I got stitches here and stitches here. Anyway, but the thing is, is the reason I was that mad was, a, and this is a guy who was creepy, but he wasn't creepy to me. What he did to me was what he did to the guy comics, mm-hmm. which was he button pushed me be, with, with uh, promises of like literally like 20 bucks. He's like, do this, run through this hoop. And go be a shit to that comic for oh. twenty bucks. You know, like would p- p- pit comics oh against God. each other. He Ugh. owned five clubs Jesus. in Minneapolis in the in the late eighties, no. early nineties. What was his name? Scott Hansen. Oh yeah, yeah. He had all of his blood replaced. Uh, he's a big guy. He's like five. <laughs> he's like six hundred pounds, and he's still alive. His wife, who was super thin, they were like some sort of like Jack Spratt. Was he married and, to a comic? No, no. She was a nurse. Oh my God! And she died of a heart attack. <laughs> And he's still alive. Why wouldn't he be? There's no justice. There's no justice. There's no peace. Anyway, but mm. uh, the uh, but he literally the button pushing that he would do among these like five young comics who are now our age. Yeah, and they hated each other for a decade until we all realized that it was Scott. Just he was bored, and he'd what? be like, "Well, you go be mean to John Bush," and I was like. What do you want me to do? And he's just like, just go, you know, just go take his sandwich away and said that it wasn't free. And you're like, fuck. Wow. And he's like, you want to go up tonight? Really? Like, yeah. I mean, just shit like that. Oh and, he, and he's like, and if I said no, and there were times I did, he was like, no, I was kidding anyway. Oh, my God. And I was like, you weren't, you wanted to see if There's, I would do there it. There are like new, like, is it Nathan in Ver, Vermont? In yeah. Vermont? The Very, ver- that that Vermont club. It's a great room. He's a great guy. Please be good people. Why can't they all be wife. like that? Yes. Yeah. What's his wife saying? I God damn it! Ah, yeah. fuck. They're it. very nice people. Yeah, totally nice, and it's a great room. <laughs> you know. But I would have sworn that about the club that we're talking. About. I know. And um, but like Louis Lee, who owns Acme, great guy, great guy. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, and, and a phantom. You never see him. You well, and and has very strict rules about yeah. comics hitting on staff. About oh really? Comics. Yeah. Oh good. He's like. 
he 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 stopped looking at one guy because uh, he was hitting too hard on the staff. Mm-hmm. And I've told you this before. And it's uh, oh yeah, he was like, "You're being a fuck." You uh, he didn't book him back for like five years, six years, and he still b- barely books him. But that's because that guy's not funny. So. Um, <laughs> But that's because I think he's funny. <laughs> well, t- you can backpedal your way all the way to Jerome. I'm, I'm not backpedaling. I think he's funny. You're I think incorrect. You dislike somebody, so you dislike them 100%. I could dislike somebody and go, yeah, but they're funny. No, I dislike people but think they're funny. You it's, really? I call those people my, my work friends. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who do, like, um, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, let me, uh, who would I, who, who, who is funny but is a dick that I don't want to hang out with? Do you um, think Louis's funny? I do think Louis's funny, but mm-hmm. I've always said this about Louis, and I've said it on this show, is remember when he was putting out a new CD every year? Too much. Too much. I was like, work on it for another six months and Seriously. then put it out. Yeah. Because the jokes would have just been that much tighter. But I love yeah. his writing. I, like, I don't like Bill Cosby, but I know he's a good comic. I don't like, I never liked Bill Cosby. You never liked Bill Cosby? No. It's I never I've never I've only heard, seen him live twice. I've never seen like himself or I saw the TV show that he the sitcom. Yeah. But I never saw any of his stand up. Uh, see, the thing is, is so what's I? What did I write? Well, let me see. I I thought he was Bill Cosby was good, but I I wasn't like he was didn't change my life when I saw him. No, no. I, I like, was psyched I, that he I'm didn't. I'm not change a big fan of those gigantic stories. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I I just like stuff that's a little shorter. Oh, the storytelling stand up. Oh no! Yeah, you're set a punch. Did you like Mitch? Headbird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Cause it was oh my god, tight, yeah. right? Super tight yes. and wonderful. And he, I liked how he didn't look at the crowd and <laughs> liked a lot of stuff. <laughs> um, <laughs> glasses then, on, you know, but daring I, them, daring them to laugh at it. You know, I, yeah, that, that's fucking awesome. But I, I, I'm the only. He was one of the only short guys that I liked, like the short joke guys. I, I mean, I like, like Stephen storytelling. Maybe, maybe because Cosby had. Um, he just felt very controlled in his set, you know, and it, maybe that just was off putting to me. When did you see him? Like, I've never seen him live. Oh, just, you didn't? No, just, just you know. the, just the tapes and yeah. stuff. Right. Yeah. Cause I, the first time I saw him was probably seven years ago, eight years ago now. And I remember being so relieved that you didn't like him. No, that he wasn't a genius, that he wasn't like, <laughs> that he didn't blow me away. I was like, Oh, it's just really good stand up. You know? Yeah. And I also That's thought what I was psyched. he was he want he really wanted to control like all comics want to control the audience right but he really did because he would just like the extra eye movement and the mugging of the face to me that's <laughs> i i it drives me nuts when comics do that because that's an extra level of control i'm doing more and more of that as we speak <laughs> just because it's a, it's a real it's, clock eater but it's also but it's also like the joke's not strong enough now you got to you Do got a little it. mugging. Yeah. But sometimes it's great. Sometimes it helps sell the end of the joke. I don't know. He always just like did it so much that I was I was like, yeah, I, I got it. Here are my favorite. And I was thinking about this. And this is a sweeping statement again, which is my favorite male comics. Yeah. Are as people. Mm-hmm. Right. Are the ones that are super funny, uh-huh. but also have a very serious edge to them. Like they're adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Jimmy Pardo. 
Mm-hmm. Jimmy Perdue was one of my favorite comics yes. in life. Yes, just great. because on stage, one of the silliest human beings, but my on... least favorite person. In... In... Uh, you know what? <laughs> trying to try to have lunch with the guy. Anyway, <laughs> no, but uh, we love yeah, him. We do love him, and but I mean, but he has a very serious edge to him yeah. as a person. Yes. you know, and the same with Regan. Same with Brian Regan. Yeah, that that's an adult man <laughs> who is also one of the goofiest people that you've seen in you yeah. know on stage. He's a goof. And uh, and the and the standup is great, but the but so like when I see a guy who is who is super funny, but is obviously not an adult human off stage, that's a red flag for me yeah. for hanging out with. All I'm right. just like, no, no, I know you're funny, but I'm not gonna. Uh, and now that I don't drink, I you know I'm just like, oh, I'm definitely not gonna hang out with you because I because I would when I was drunk. Because when I was drunk, I mm-hmm. would just go hang out with everybody, always. How much time have we done, by the way? Oh, she's done. She's bored now. Okay, go. No, how much time? Mm-hmm. Hour and four. I felt, I felt like you. it. Yeah, do you know why you felt like it? Because you knew that it was a boring story. You're like, no, no, I get it. You, I let you talk for minutes. Let's, Aristotle, I'd like you to uh, let the record show that she spoke for at least a half an hour of this show. But I think we're done. Go ahead. <laughs> Cough into the mic and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> you were naming names. Now leaving nerdist.com.